0: Welcome back to another awesome episode of Cardi Dads. Um, first things first, we want to thank everybody for listening to our show. It has been awesome listening to all your responses and feedback. It's way more popular than what we thought it would be, so um, I couldn't thank you guys enough. Um, in this episode, we talk about um, our budgeting aspects of carding, as it seems like it could be a cheap hobby, but sometimes maybe not so much. So that's what we really get to down to the nitty gritty on on the budgeting aspects of how we kind of bounce our karting hobby and also our CIK races coming to 103rd in the weight classes that we're going to do and why we are doing it this way. So um, please just uh, continue to share with all your friends and enjoy the show and I hope you guys like it. Thank you. (laughs) So, yo what's up what's up oh man i just got to uh kind of start this episode off with a little shout out to one of our very first followers of our podcast um i just got word that we have a now Scusa winter tour national champion and mr jorge ruiz also known as george with a j uh, he Whee! competed down in the Scusa uh, winner series down there and he just won the championship. So uh, big congrats to him. You know, everybody who knows him knows that he's been working his butt off, getting his cart ready. And, uh, he made a big sacrifice in his life. Um, to go do the scusa series and yeah he just completed the the championship so big congrats out to him and everybody who knows him knows he is such a humble guy and i couldn't you know be more proud for having a friend like that
1: making us proud brother flying that green making us proud
0: yep so yeah it was blue but (laughs) (laughs) no no well it, it It is blue with uh, his sponsor with uh, the Cool Savannah Tour Oh, yeah, Cool Savannah.
1: That's right. Big shout out, Cool Savannah River Tours. Anyone coming to Savannah, you know, they're not a sponsor of our show, but they're really awesome, and they sponsor a couple of guys we know. So check them out, Cool Savannah River Tours.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'll be up there in that area uh, next month in March to do the Robley Road event. So, yeah, we'll definitely be hitting those guys up. Uh, but also to uh TB cart USA that they've been uh, really back in the Ruiz brothers and um, like we don't drive TB carts obviously but anytime we go with those guys around that tent you know they kind of accept them in because they're you know really the only two guys running um they're not the only two guys but they're kind of the starters of the 206 and that TB USA cart uh tent so uh Big shout-outs to uh, Farad and all them at TB Cart. And I hope that they uh, definitely take care of those Ruiz brothers because they definitely worked their butts off to uh, get that kind of deal. So big congrats to them for sure. Definitely.
1: Cool. All right, so um, what are we what are we
0: digging into today? Uh, you definitely p- piqued my interest um, with something that you know I, I've kind of – thought into but not hardcore thought into it because i'm just maybe i'm not a businessman and i kind of understand the whole concept of everything but doing karting on a budget on what our budget thought it would be to compare to what it actually is yeah and you know you kind of broke everything down you know almost by the hour to the cent of what it takes (laughs) to to go karting and you know, I, it kind of like really got me thinking and second guessing on a lot of things. But uh, yeah, for me, I just I don't look at it that way. And you know, if it's my ignorance to it, then you know it is what it is. But you know, I'm still enjoying it, and you know, it's not going to deter me from uh, continuing the carding. So uh, let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. The plan is never to to deter anyone, but you know, part of what I do is analyze a lot of. Of data. And so sometimes you just need to sit back and, and look at the data in front of you. It doesn't have to be squiggly lines. It could just be just numbers. And sometimes there's numbers that you don't want to look at, but you know, numbers coming out of your bank account, that's, that's always interesting. So, as I think I mentioned at uh, the end of last year in, in our long episode of you know, what's, what's broken in carding, uh, one of the challenges that I've found with getting new people into the sport is the definition of affordable, right? We say two oh six is affordable. We say karting can be done in a budget, but we run into many close friends of ours who want to get in this sport. And, you know, we have a passion for it. So it's easy to justify the spending. But if you had to sit down objectively and look at how much you're putting into the sport, would the numbers align with what you thought you're spending? And, If it does, that's great. But if it doesn't, can it be done for less? And so I think for me, part of this year is to truly focus on how much I'm spending on karting. Not necessarily because I I don't want to spend more, but I really want to be able to confidently tell the next man who I talk to, you can do karting for X dollars a month or X budget a year because I've done it right and I know that it's doable and just depends on what your goals are If you wanna go win the national tour and you wanna go to you know Vegas for something big that's different but if you just wanna enjoy the sport of karting especially for those in our area in Jacksonville where you know you have a free local track you have national championship events that will be coming here as well so if you don't want to travel far, what you can do? If you want to travel within a you know two and a half hour radius, within a two hour radius, you have you know two tracks you can go to. If you live in Jacksonville within a two and a half hour radius, you know, you have three tracks you can go to. Actually I take that back. Make that four if you want. Since Orlando has now added a two oh six to their speedy cards. So within two and a half hours, you have four tracks, Orlando, Ocala, Bushnell. And Monticello. You know, so what does it take to you know spend X amount per you know per day or per weekend, uh, and do so in? I guess for me, in a budget oriented manner, right? Understanding that you have a family, and this our show is Picard and dads. So you've got you know, we don't want it to be about our kids, but hopefully everybody has other things they do as well. And so, justifying the budget, how much you're spending on it. Just saying, yeah, this is what I'm committing to the hobby. So, it's one of the things I'm looking at this year, and I kind of just started, and we talked about a little bit, but just started thinking about what goes into each day, right? Each karting day. Our next big race is, well, was scheduled to be SSKC, but I think we we did the, we had a quick discussion, and we don't have the you know confirmation, but. I don't know. That may may not pan out to be the case. So, whatever the next big one is, what does it cost, and what's what's in that? Right? What are your thoughts on that as a as a subject?
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with you hundred percent. And um, like when I first met you and we were racing cars, that I knew I was a driving instructor. That my um my entry fee, um, I worked to i I guess i worked to pay for my entry fee so initial out of pocket was zero but you still had your towing expenses your caped expenses and then the amount of time that you sat in a passenger seat with uh, somebody who who you didn't know um uh, the safety aspect of your life in his hands or her hands however you want to put it um yeah you know it, it it could be expensive you know um, uh, but the initial cost wasn't that much, but you had to work your way to get to that. So, um, you know, speaking of some of these carding events, I, I kind of got into carding, um, just because parts on carts are cheaper than cars, but if way you, cheaper. If, if you want to be the elite driver and, you know, try to stick with the best. You have to spend the money on everything. And so that yeah. means, you know, oil changes after every race. Uh, you know, bearings after so many rotations, uh, tires after every race, you know, all that stuff can add up. You know two hundred dollars here, twenty five dollars there, a hundred dollars here, fifty dollars there. Uh, you know, getting your cart scaled by your tuner could be, you know, fifty dollars or a hundred dollars each time for each race. you know it can really add up. So yeah. and that's like kind yeah, of what a, I kind it's of certainly not
1: a cheap hobby
0: yeah yeah i mean if, if it was cheap it, i guess it really wouldn't be a hobby but i don't know any hobby that you can do that is cheap <laughs> that makes sense i mean even people who like you know design shoes and you know make their own clothes and stuff like that yeah it it takes some money to buy the machinery and then you have to go buy your fabric and then you know your yarn and uh you know the time that it takes for you to do it you know one pair of pants can take you you know two hours or i don't know how long it's gonna take but you know what i'm saying <laughs> um like what, what one thing i like i'd love to look at I, this is gonna sound so foo-foo but i don't care is um i like to watch videos of people who custom make shoes like one of my favorite yeah. videos is the um uh the people who make uh, louis vuitton shoes from hand it's just, it's something you know, that's, Louis Vuittons, man, <laughs> LB's going to kill you. I tell you, <laughs> it's so cool. Like to watch that, like I want some Christian uh, Louis Vuittons. Yeah. Some red bottoms. One day I'll have them. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's so cool to like, it's, it's such a, it's a craft and you know, it's, yeah. it's something just like everybody does. Like you have your elite elite, you know, uh, stock brokers and you know your real estate agents and you know what like you do and it people and you know people who work for google and stuff like that you have your lead at least, and people are like oh my god how do you do that and then you meet some guy who's like oh yeah i, I built shoes from scratch for you know louis vuitton what like that doesn't sound cool but like you watch a video like oh my god so anyways <laughs> a little a little off subject On today's
1: episode Death, we talk about christian louboutins the red bottoms
0: yeah you know but that's past round yeah. andrew has a problem <laughs> yeah yeah i have um uh, i had like a little obsession for a long time with uh Kohans uh, and I have some really nice pair of Kohans, but I don't have a job or anything that make like allows me that's to. That's so
1: not budget, by the way. Let <laughs> me just say, we're talking
0: about doing carting on a dime, and we're talking about Christian Louboutins. Okay, let's circle back. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna circle back, but same thing. Um, so yeah, that's what it is. And so like when I started thinking about it, and you know we've been talking you know the last couple of weeks on all these different series we want to run and each time we have to, you know, buy tires plus the entry fee plus camping and all that other stuff. And now it's getting back to the price, you know, the price range that it's costing us that if we ran, you know, NASA, you know, a PTD race. So it's like, okay, we didn't get an according to have a $600, um, bill to go racing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, uh, you know,
1: I- so here's my disclaimer on all of that, right? Like, having had a little bit of time to see racing, you know, done in a budget, sure, it is possible. You can go buy a, you know, you can't race it wheel to wheel, but you can go buy a $500 Miata tomorrow, right? And... With its, you know, just make sure you've got good street ties on there. And if you have any mechanical skill, the same way karting is, you know, right in front of you. If you know how to use a socket and a wrench and, you know, you should be able to basically do everything you need to. If you have mechanical skill, you can prep your Miata to be a safe driving car on the street. And that's all you need to go drive it on the racetrack. You know, you could just basically an open track day. And so I actually want to equate it. You know, in that way, not necessarily the racing part, but just to get out on track, you could you could honestly go racing cars. You know, yeah. I say racing now. you could go driving cars on a racetrack much cheaper than you could, you know, karting at a high level. But, yeah, you know, I did time trials for the it daily just depends driver on where you are. Yeah. So with everything, it's it's how much you want to put into it. So um, my thoughts on, you know, this whole thing is. What it costs to get into the sport, I'm not going to touch because I can showcase, you know, you, for example, right? We were able to get you into the sport to start for, you know, roughly a thousand. And by the time we got you really hooked up, we were maybe at 1500 total and you were dialed in and you were in the sport for your first year. So someone can start into the sport of karting or even more specifically, LO206 you could get into LO two ready to go as low as fifteen hundred, or you can go buy a brand new, you know, chassis, everything, bells and whistles from, from Comet, you go ready to go for, you know, right around thirty five to you know, forty five. Just depends on everything you change on it. So yeah. it just varies, right? You can yeah, go oh yeah. Coyote's the same way,
0: arrow, T V cart, they're all yeah, you know, that three grand plus area. So it's yeah, all I right. mean it's all about what you want to spend and you know it's kind of hard to explain to somebody who doesn't know anything about karting or you know used to kart 20 years ago and kind of want to get back into it that it's not the same sport that it was 20 years ago so yeah it's it's a hard thing to do so when people are like oh man you know like if you go back and listen to some of our first podcasts you know we talked about how you know it is kind of cheap to get into but it's yeah, it is cheap to get into, but to compete, it's not. If that makes any sense, I know it's kind of oxymoron, yeah, kind of thing, absolutely, but
1: absolutely,
0: you know, it's just like yeah, it, it goes back to your thing. You know, you can go buy a five hundred dollar Miata and go do time trials with it, with you know your basic safety equipment with the roll cage. But if you wanted to compete in the nationals, if you don't have you know twenty plus grand in your you know nineteen ninety one N A Miata that. You know, cost $6,000 from the factory brand new, don't even show up, right? So it's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the same thing in Cardi. Once you get it to these elite, elite levels, if you're not buying brand new clutches, if you don't have a brand new motor, if you don't have, uh, you know, new bearings, new spindles, new tires, um, you know, you're not getting your cart scaled perfectly, your acumen is not set correctly. Yeah. You, you know, every, you know, hundredth of a second on that level counts. Right. So, yeah, so
1: I'll, I'll leave the getting into the sport completely out of this budget discussion from here on out. I think we'll revisit it, you know, a couple of times this year, but I'll just, I'll leave the getting into it. So you have a cart, you have everything you need to go racing. And for me, what I care about is at the beginning of the year, if I say I'm going to commit, let's just say thirty-five hundred. To five thousand to the sport of karting, right? That's you know it's a family vacation, right? Like I'm just saying, five thousand dollars pays for a you know a nice family vacation um, for for a lot of people. So, you know, just balancing the two, I think that's that's where I want to start. Can I get into the sport and get hours and hours of fun for five thousand dollars? And what does that five thousand translate to? For those in you know the north, we we make fun of the you know the poor weather in the north every year. So you know you guys have only like eight months if you're lucky, (laughs) but six months of karting in a year. So figure out what that means for you, right? If you're only racing five months of karting, then that's a thousand bucks a month, you know roughly. Um, You got to leave a little bit of budget for you know end of season or end of year um, items you're gonna work on. Save some money for emergencies. Uh, you know, I mean right now in my head, you should whatever your budget is 10% of that should be stashed aside for for emergency So if you start with yep. you know uh, 5,000 as the budget go ahead and plan to have 500 bucks of that sitting aside for emergency and emergency could be anything from a bent axle Right, you can try and scrounge up a used axle, but it's nice to have that emergency fund for it um, you know body work. you know somebody somebody destroys you know the side of your car and your neck bars are completely bent up and you can't really bend them back straight. So you have to get new ones. Hint, hint, you know, a guy I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, things happen. Things happen. You know, you get in a bad wreck and um yeah, well said But like, all of a sudden well your said. whole your front end is gone, you know? You need a new kingpin, new spindle, new steering shaft. Like all these things add up. Before you know it, that's two hundred bucks, right? Um that that you have to just you know uh, just dish out. So Plan for that, plan for that. If you don't use it, then you say, yeah, I mean, I have 500 bucks left at the end of the year. I uh, only use 200, so 300 goes into my my end of year. You know, I could, I could go do a refresh on the engine if I want to. So 206 specifically we're talking about right now, you know, you can get away with that 450 bucks most places, right?
0: Yeah, you get your head redone for yeah, about 150, yeah.
1: Then you have 150 left in your budget and you figure out, you know, where that goes. You know, a couple of, maybe some new shoes for your clutch, You know some new bearings. You know just a couple of new new hardware here, there, new fuel lines because that's always a thing. You know just but before you know it, you've you've blown through that. So, I think five thousand is a good enough number, um, to start. Adjust it. Everyone's different. Let's just go down to five thousand. For five thousand, what does that translate to for me and my budget? Well, we race roughly twelve months a year uh we get to take the summer off if we want but that just means we go testing just about every weekend if there is no race and we're also planning to go up you know a little bit further north in those summer months where it's cooler up there so i'm just going to just come down really quickly and say i'm going to plan for 10 events for the year right 10 major events that span out to about 450 bucks per event Okay, so that's what I need. Four hundred fifty bucks per event is a lot of money. Um, oh yeah, it's you know, you know, it's 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 money you have to justify um, spending. But I'm going to use the Maxis race that's coming up as the perfect example because that's what you know when I started talking to you about it, um, this subject earlier, I was like, huh, let me use that and see if we can squeeze it in. So, Maxis race the entry for two days um well it's 75 bucks a day and i think 50 bucks for the all-day practice luckily it's jacksonville let's just scratch practice out like this is not for this is not for someone who's traveling a lot to all these national races this is just just let's start here jacksonville so 75 bucks each day 150 bucks you're going to need a new set of tires that's 215 bucks or so what do you what did you hear today? You might need a new set of tires each day.
0: Yeah, it's looking like uh, for the races, you're going have to have to have a new set of tires on Saturday and possibly a new set of tires on Sunday. If not, you're going to have to buy new fronts for Sunday. I'm not quite sure. I mean, everything is just all yeah. gossip. And until Buddy Long comes out and makes an announcement, um, then that's what it is. But I understand like the whole concept okay. of the Maxis series. They went from one-day race to a two-day race. Um, cause that's what most of the, um, big races are now is two day races, which I, you know, I'm cool with, yeah. uh, just, you know, if that's the case, we have to buy, you know, two sets of tires that might knock out, you know, some people who just want to go there and have fun and only buy one set of tires and, you know, contribute. You know, yeah. to the cause. So, Maxis, you know, is trying to push these tires and everything like that, which I'm totally cool with. I agree. You know, if Maxis can want to come sponsor 103rd, that's awesome. I'll do whatever I can to do to help support the cause and help keep our track open. So, um, I can justify buying a set of tires um, for a race, but having to buy two sets of tires for, you know, one race, you know, it's a little difficult, but, you know, maybe I could swing some things, but, yeah, you know, that's kind of tough. Well, that's, that's kinda tough. It's a,
1: perfect, it's a perfect reason for, you know, looking at this budget and why I mentioned it to you, right? So the difference between having to buy one set or buy two sets, right, makes you look at your budget. So for some people, it's peanuts, no biggie. Um, if that's, you know, just 1% of, of your budget, fine. If it's a big chunk of your budget, you might look at it differently. So um, the entry, 75 bucks a day, so that's 150 bucks. Tires, um, let's just say two hundred fifteen bucks. You know it, it varies here or there, but let's, be, let's just round it up to Um So, with that alone, to be able to race, right, pay your entry and have a set of tires that allows you to get there, um, you're looking at you know three hundred and sixty-five. Okay. Consumables. This is the part I think that you know you are surprised about, but you know racing ain't free, right? Just because you, you paid an entry and, and have tires. There's a lot that goes into it. I mean, there's feel, there's, you know, your your wear and tear on the items that you have, you know, your sprockets, your gears, your bearings, all those things that you're going to kind of depreciate over time if you care about that. But even silly little things like, you know, your lube, your chain lube, your bearing lube, if you have that separate, you know, um, everything, break clean to clean everything. Like you're spending money buying these little items um, and you know, you divvy up, right, how you're using it over how long it lasts. So if you go through a can a day, you know, that's 12 to 15 bucks you're spending a day on brick clean for each day that you're out on track, right? I kind of rounded up consumables to like 25 bucks. Um, you know, everybody kind of burns through the items differently. Um, I know, you know, some of the pros, for example, they change oil after every race day. Um, I don't think there's an official recommended um, oil chain time from Briggs. If there was, that's what I would quote. If there is one, and I don't know it. Please feel free to, you know, co- reach out, comment, um, you know, just send a message. Anything, uh, let us know, um, and then I'll, I'll definitely be sure to mention that in the future or add it to my notes. But I like to change my my oil somewhere around, you know, every like after every major race, but including all the practice and stuff leading to it. For me, that's that's my way. I mean, again, everybody's everybody has their own opinion. That's good. Change it every day if you can. It's and I'm not, and that's not a cost thing. It's just the way my time works out. I change it before the big race and after that, I keep it in there for whatever I've got until the next big one. Okay, oil is like fifteen bucks, right, for the thirty-two ounce um, Breaks T, if that's what somebody's running, and you got you know two oil changes, maybe two, and you know a couple of ounces left over. So that's five to 10 bucks, right. For oil. Um, you know, look at, like I said, brake clean, your lube, all those things. If you're, if you're somebody who changes your chain and sprocket, you know, have, you have got to have the new stuff for every event, you know, that, that's something you count, right. You have yep. to count all those things. Um, so it could, it could amount to a lot, but I can definitely see it again, being the two or six specifically, and how much wear and tear we put on our stuff, especially at Jacksonville, where it's, it's flat-footed, you know, except one corner for us. On, on a bad day when you don't have good grip on your tires, you might breathe the throttle going into the right-hander or the mini bowl. But for all intents and purposes, you're flat everywhere except turn two.
0: Yeah. no, Our track isn't very nice on tires either.
1: Exactly. So, like, we're fortunate. I'm using this specific example adjusted to wherever you're at, but our track is low wear and tear on your brakes. I mean, your front, you know, your front right might really get torn up,
0: but if you rotate your tires regularly, you know, you should be fine. Or run the track backwards because you can do whatever you want. (laughs) Yeah, practice. You know, clockwise and race counterclockwise. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Well, no, it, oh, it is. I mean, we have three bank turns. So if you're always going, you know, counterclockwise, you know, for a race, and you know, once the race gets over, the track goes back to free to the community. So you might as well go ahead and start. You know, going uh, clockwise, Bur- burning through some more stuff. Right? Um, people who
1: who shoot guns like to say that they, they burn money. No, 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 no. You shoot, you know, there's a little fire there, but we're actually the only ones in the sport of taking money and converting into combustion and burning <laughs> engines. Um, so anyway, um, you kind of put that there. So fuel, if we go to Ocala, for example, for a local race, you know, you're going to go, th- I mean, I use about two gallons on a race day. I don't know about you. I don't really use a whole lot more than that. But Ocala is five bucks a gallon. If you, you know, use their recommended fuel. You don't have a choice because
0: they'll bust you if you don't.
1: Right. So, you know, just 10 bucks for a race day fuel. I mean, like all those little things add up. And for someone who is really trying to stick with, hey, I only have, you know, 3500 and I really want to run these eight events. Well, you may have to sacrifice here or there, right? Not every event costs the same. But you just got to look at it for yourself. And for me, looking at Jacksonville and Maxis race coming up, my consumables are roughly about 25 bucks um you know so that's that's me everything that i check regularly on my list i started looking up before this episode but i didn't really get time to finish it additional maintenance things that i do that i don't think about as cost and i didn't really find anything but i'll keep looking if anything jumps out at me uh, i'll adjust my my price but 25 bucks or so good enough food if you're there two days at a track you're going to spend some money on food you're not going to pack you know ham and cheese sandwich or or a pbj the whole time as much as i love doing that uh but you know what It depends on your budget right like if you budget and you really only have 10 bucks left for food to keep this within that budget i'm not saying you know starve yourself you got to stay you know uh, yeah. you gotta stay fed so you have energy to raise but yeah maybe your budget will actually dictate that hey I should really be packing my lunches and bringing them to me, not buying five or ten dollar, you know, hamburgers and drinks and fries.
0: Yep. It just it just depends. So. No, Dad and I, we have our restaurants on all the on the tracks we went to with uh, racing cars, uh, road Atlanta, CMP, Robling, uh, Sebring, yeah. PBAR. We all we had a restaurant. It's like okay, this well, we go to this track, we go to this restaurant. So, after a Saturday and everything is good or bad, you know, you're going to go and have yourself like a really nice meal and have you a few drinks and, you know, it's going to get pricey. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Well, I'll tell you what, Sebring is, um, it's a love-hate
1: relationship with Sebring because Sebring is always, Sebring is always expensive, but it has actually gotten expensive for a different reason and I love it and I hate it at the same time. So, there's... This sushi restaurant, Kang Tong Sushi Restaurant, it's amazing. I love it. My wife loves it. It's like one of, I would say, her favorite sushi restaurant at you know a location we go to, and not like a five star diner or something. And you know, if I if we go to Sebring together, oh, I know, like I'm going straight there, and I know we're <laughs> spending we're spending some money, right? But it, it's part of it, you know, like that's you budget that into. it. And if I'm going to Sebring, unless we're going for a quick trip where we know we're gonna stay in the trailer. And the Chateau Alana's right there. She can sleep in and wake up and look outside the window and be right up. Yeah, can you seven imagine, right? See, bringing
0: the and... cart. Oh my God, that would be like the. <laughs> I don't... Turn seventeen would be a nightmare. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, man, I, I don't think anybody would come out with a straight cart with a straight frame or no. No way. The bottom even of the, the the cart the car would be with open.
1: Good you're you're hurting and imagine no suspension <laughs> anyway so yeah like um to to the point about jacksonville luckily for us again being that it's local transport and travel you don't have to pay for a lot of towing costs i mean from you t- to there you don't even burn through anything right i mean we we tow with our let's just say the gas savers you know we're getting 30 miles a gallon towing what what I gave you 30. I mean, you don't want to see what the Prius gets. I get 39, sucker. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> it's really like five bucks in fuel to get there and back home. It's nothing, right? Like, But if we're going to Ocala and I take the Durango and I take the enclosed trailer, I'm getting 14 miles a gallon, I get there and I have to pay for overnight and it's $10 uh, each night. You just have to factor all those things in, right? And I'm burning through my generator because there's no power. And. You know, it's just it's just nonstop. Like you have to factor those things in for transport and travel. But surprisingly, for the maxis event, at 150 bucks for the two-day entry fee, 215 bucks entire, ten dollars in fuel, um, 25 bucks in consumable, and then I had put 50 bucks for food and miscellaneous, and then five bucks for transport and travel. It actually came out to 455 bucks. That is like revealing to me. If I have a budget of 4500 for the year, I need to be careful. I can't do 10 maxes races at that cost. I have to adjust it. This in- doesn't take into account practice days. It doesn't take into account other series where you're paying. So like if the this same Maxis race with the same amount of consumables, same amount of entry fee, same amount of tire cost, but then your travel and your food went up, you know, doubled or tripled. And if you take the motor home, goodness me, right? Like let's, let's just do this again. We're going to a long race. Um, let's pick the Sandy Hook longest race away in Maryland. And because we know we have to be there the Friday, well, we, we don't have any practice there, so you might even want to go the Thursday to get Friday practice. So now you're talking three nights um, and then you're talking 10 miles a gallon if you're lucky. Again, I'm being generous. We really know that you know that that diesel pusher only gets like seven and a half, but 10 miles a gallon if you're lucky getting there. Like it just adds up where now you're looking at you know a thousand dollar. Oh, and the practice day, remember, you gotta have ties for that too yep so that's really it i mean the point is that it all stacks up and at the end of the day it varies for everyone Um, i'm just gonna track a number that works for me and i'll just get back to it over the course of the year and uh you know hopefully somebody who's who's looking to get started we'll see this and know, okay, cool. Yeah, I can do that. I can do double that comfortably. So I should be able to do X, Y, Z. But at the end of the day, it's really for what we're trying to do, which is grow the sport in our area and then share this journey with everyone else. And so the the guys we talk to locally who want to know how much does it cost? I'll be happy to tell him, well, for the year 2019, I was able to do it for X, Y, Z, doing this many number of events, this many number of practice days, why you know mm-hmm. at Terra and you could you could break your stuff three times in the year and have double the cost, but it can be done for this much, right? So what do you think?
0: No, I agree with you one hundred percent. I mean, it's not. If you look from the outside and you see a card, you know you can't think it's expensive. You know, you just go, like, oh, man, look at those things. You know, they're just they're smaller or whatever, but it's not as cheap as what you would hope it to be or think it would be. Um, But you can have fun on a very cheap budget. And I think that's like the main point of this is don't get discouraged because, you know, the people who you're trying to catch, um, you can kind of see what they go through and see, you know, the money they spend or how they carry themselves or what they do, you know, on a basis that they can afford compared to you. So, you know, it's, you know, it doesn't always take money to win. But at the same time, it's, it's one of those things just like, okay, you know, me and you right now, we're, we're to the point where we're losing our, you know, our 10th and or two per lap due to minimal things that we just haven't learned yet. Right. So yeah. now that's like a whole new phase in cardio for us this year is finding out how to bridge that together and staying, you know, within a reasonable cost. Because I, you know for me you know my son is now playing t-ball so my carding um bill just kind of got you know cut in half if not more um so hashtag carding you know, dad right yeah exactly yeah it's the dad part of this show so you know we're starting the cik class here in jacksonville and you know we've gotten a lot of likes from it and we've also got a lot of hate from it too so um you know the race coming up next weekend. I hope I could be there, but you know my son might have a, his very first t ball game. So if it's up to you know, carding with my friends or watching my son play his very first sporting event, yeah, man, I'm sorry, but you know I'll go choose my son over it. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it is what it is. So
1: I was gonna say, yeah, you mentioned our, uh, you know, we our race coming up next weekend. Uh, so <laughs> believe it or not, it's. It's February and we're already going to round two of our local um, club series. <laughs> I know we got to do a little bit of testing and you know I I didn't really test with the intent of being ready for the race. I just wanted to work on you know a lot of the feedback I got from everybody. And again, thank you guys so much. You know different things to try as I, I complain about not being able to to feel. You know, I know when the cart is pushing, that's fine, but the cause and effect. Am I am I catching it? Am I counter steering? Am I drifting? Am I oversteering at the exit because of something I did on entry or because of something on the cart? Man, I got so much good feedback um from you know a lot of the guys we know and you know, two two people I didn't even, you know, know and they listen to the show and, and they message. So that's awesome and keep the ideas coming. I tried two or three things that Kind of worked a little bit, but I had no tires in the front Um, as I was practicing. uh, Initially, I I thought it was all part of the setup. But once I got comfortable and I was running 20, 25 lap stints with John who was hashtag super fast, hashtag cut the seal.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, seal, that seal's getting cut. If he, if he runs those kind of times again, you know, this coming weekend, yeah, we're cutting that seal. It's it's over. Sorry, John.
1: <laughs> yeah, John was wicked quick, and being able to, like, follow him, try to match, because he was very consistent, man. He was able yeah, to hit those lap times really like, well. Uh,
0: big props to him is he's been racing that DR kart for a while, and then, had yeah, the Brill, I think, as well. And, you know, we all know he's a good driver. And, you know, he brought his kids up in karting. So he's been around karting for a long time. But you can tell at a point that like, he was starting to get really frustrated with it, you know, especially when yeah. we went to Road. And, um, you know, then he, you know, got in, into the Eagle where, you know, everybody else kind of has the same kart. So we are able to help him a little bit better, and we're not, you know, again, we 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 don't sell Eagles, we don't work for Comet, we have no affiliates with them, but you know, we kind of all understand the cart because you know we kind of all have them. So now all of a sudden he's getting comfortable in the cart, and it's like, whoa, did we just make a mistake on having this guy, you know, run this cart, or <laughs> what did we do? And uh, no, but yeah. it was really cool to see it, see that, and Dad and I went out and got some lunch on. Um, on Saturday, and we both talked about you know how cool it was to see him you know happy and you know it's just because John is that guy who he like he just loves carding and he you know he's willing to help out anybody and everybody and he doesn't like to show the face of frustration but you can you know see it in him and uh, yeah. no it was really cool for him to be like the guy who's on top and you can tell like you know it like everything was clicking for him and I hope it carries into next weekend because. If it doesn't, I'll feel really bad for him. But yeah, he was definitely the cream of the crop, the leader of the class. Um, this past weekend, you know, besides Barry, uh, until he broke his cart. Um, but I don't know if him and Barry gonna be running the same class or not. But uh, yeah, it was it was really cool to see John, you know, be up there, and I was I I was proud of that. Definitely, I felt yeah, really me too. good for him. Yeah, I was I was really happy, and it was fun
1: keeping up with him. So I ended up. Once I realized my, my front tires had lost their grip, I just enjoyed, you know, driving and just following and, and racing him and going side by side in a couple of places. So I didn't, it started off good and some of the feedback was really good, but I wasn't able to like make notes and justify, right, or like quantitatively say this change, you know, helped out this way. So um, I'll reserve that for later and I'll come back to it. But um for now, man, I have so much to try and I'm really looking forward to to this coming weekend and hopefully we have a, a good show talking about talking about that race.
0: Yeah, so uh the JK race this weekend, um if you guys can have a chance to come up to Jacksonville or come down to Jacksonville however you want to do it. Uh right now it's looking, you know, right around to be the, the three fifty and three ninety weight classes just because data mm-hmm. shows in this area, um you know, that's what everybody does. And, you know, so we're going to stick with that. You know, Max has runs a 360 class, which is really cool. You know, no disregard to that. Um, but us being, you know, just dads and wanting to go racing every weekend that we possibly can, no matter where we go and what city we go to, if 350, 390 is kind of, you know, the area that people are running, then, you know, why not try to re... <laughs> I'm not trying to recreate the wheel. So, um, yeah, what do you think about that? No, that's perfect. I mean, yeah, Mac, when
1: Maxis comes, those who want to race with Maxis go up to 360, but we have to cater to to our home. And, you know, we're not going to grow the sport of karting if we can't grow it at home first. And right here, right right now, we get up and we go to Ocala and we go race with them. We can go to Bushnell or Homestead and race with them. And, all those guys are three fifty. So when we say, "Hey, come on over and run run with us," we don't expect them to go buy ten pounds of weight and add to that. So we'll we'll stick with consistency. That's the most important thing, you know. Let carting be consistent across the entire region. I mean, we complain about that all day. Why do these guys have these different tires and these different rules? And now let's keep it consistent all throughout the state.
0: Yeah, so the only uh, kind of difference that we have above all the other classes is we are going to allow open wheel and open tire roll. So it doesn't matter if you run a 6.0 or a 7.10, if you're on a 7 and 3 quarter inch wheel or a 9 inch wheel, it doesn't matter. We just want you guys to come up here and have fun and uh, be able to compete. You know, 350, 390 open tire, you know, Vega, MG, Maxis, Hoosier, Bridgestones, whatever you guys have, just, you know, bring bring it here. And, uh, exactly. If you, if you, if you're coming from other tracks, you know, and you talk about how good your track is, definitely we will be there to help support you as well. So the group that we have here with, um, all the followers at Carding Dads and with jackscarding.com, um, you know, if you guys come down or come up, however you want to look at it, um, and you guys bring a good amount of people, you know, we're going to bring our people up to your track as well to come, You know, uh, check out what you guys have. And, you know, we'll be uh, catering to anybody and everybody who wants to come. You know, please just let us know. We'll let you know where we park. Um, And, you know, definitely come hang out with us and come underneath our tents. And it's going to be a good time. You know, I'm really excited about this weekend coming up. You know, this is something that, you know, again, we, we said in the last episode that we've worked really, really hard on trying to get this EIK class up. And, um, you know, we, yes, we've got a lot of good feedback and we've got a lot of bad feedback too. So, um, we're going to go with the strides of what all the other groups are running and, you know, just, you know, like you said, stay consistent cause that's what it needs. We need to evolve carding to cater to everybody. So it doesn't matter if you travel five hours, two hours or one hour or, you know, five minutes for some of us, all the weight classes are the same and, you know, we're just, way more lenient on wheel and tire combinations we just want people to come up here and race that's it keep the club yeah. open that, that that's what we're all that's all we're looking to do we're not looking to make a dollar we just want we want our track to stay open because at any day it can be shut down because it is owned by the city uh, yeah
1: absolutely so guess what i just realized we're not on like a live syndicated radio show someone could be listening to this two weeks from now <laughs> because this is a podcast so let's just go ahead and lay this out um for jacksonville you know north florida kart club um our racers our local club racers are every second saturday wait no third jacksonville is every third saturday of the month ocala is every second saturday of the month and bushnell is every fourth saturday of the month so um feel free to check out you know uh you know karting dads we'll have our event schedule up there you know and i'll make sure that's that's up there but uh, if it's a third saturday of the month and you don't have t-ball with your kids or your family feels <laughs> like you know just coming up <laughs> that's right swim at you practice homie. oh yeah swim practice let me put that out there too if you don't have swimming with your kids or or t-ball for you um and you want to go hit up a, a cart you know track in florida you have lots of options but uh, if it's a third saturday feel free to check out carting dads and um uh, Come check out, you know, our, our CIK class we got and bring bring whatever tire you have, like Andrew said. And if you need help, just feel free to reach out. We have a tire shed, and if you don't care about not winning you just want to get some practice, we might even spend a couple of uh minutes uh, in advance going out there and scoping out for some some used tires that are, have some good life in them and set them aside for you. Everybody welcome.
0: <laughs> yep, so uh I think that's a good way to uh end the show up. So, yeah, please... Uh... If you can make it out to our local race, uh, please continue to give us our feedback. Uh, our last episode, I got way more feedback than I thought, like I'd actually get. Not only from um, people that we race with, you know, all the time, but you know, from others throughout the country. And it's really cool. It's really cool to watch this show grow, and and I'm really excited about the future of it. So, guys, thanks again. Please continue to share with your friends. If you have a race that's coming up in your area. That you know you'd like us to kind of help promote or, or or whatever you want you know some of us to come join your race you know just let us know we like I said all, everyone in our group is all willing to travel we don't care and uh, if we can help you know produce numbers to the track to keep your track open just like we're asking you to help keep our track open I'm sure we'll do it that's it keeping cardin open for our kids <laughs> all
1: right that's a wrap <laughs> that's it let's go we'll see you guys later all right. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. (laughs)